0: Welcome and thank you for joining the Cass County Health Department HealthCast. Our HealthCast is here to bring discussion and awareness to the services that we offer here at the Health Department as well as ongoing and current issues in women's health. My name is Louise Yale and I'm a health educator here at the Cass County Health Department. Today we have some wonderful guests with us from the Crisis Center in Jacksonville. We have Miriam Ruez and Naomi Trotter. Marion and Ru- Naomi, welcome to our health guest. Thank you for having you. us. Well, I'm glad to have you here. We're kind of excited to, you know, talk a little bit more about um, some things that you're doing at the Crisis Center and some things that you're kind of promoting here. So, so tell us, just to start off, tell us a little bit about the Crisis Center Foundation and how long it's been around.
1: Um, crisis Center... Foundation started in 1984. Oh wow! So okay. we actually have a 40 year anniversary coming up next year. Wow! So awesome. We plan to have big things next yeah. year. Yeah! Oh, so awesome. We'll well, be on the lookout for right, that. Right, for,
0: for sure. sure. We'll be definitely helping to celebrate with you guys. Yeah. There, cool. Um, so, um, who do you guys kind of tell us a little bit more about yourselves in general? And what you do at the Crisis Center? So, Naomi, why don't you start?
1: Um, I have been at the Crisis Center since 2004, 2005. Okay, wow. Uh, During that time, I've had several um, positions. I started out as PRN, Mm -hmm. and then I was full-time for a little bit, um, doing um, violence prevention in the schools and and, and those kind of things. And then I went to part-time for a while because Mm -hmm. I did a full-time job in mental health. Um, but now I'm back on the team great. full-time yeah. in um, our outreach uh, program doing violence prevention and education in the communities. Awesome. Um, so that's kind of
2: what I've yeah. been I know. Well, awesome. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Yeah, you've
1: been around
0: for a while then. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, well-known then. Yes, ma'am. <laughs>
2: what about you, Mary? Um, I started four years ago. It's okay. going to be four years. on so the 14th, and mm-hmm. I am the Spanish bilingual advocate. Okay. I work primarily with our Hispanic clients out of Beardstown, and I help them with counseling, um, referrals to other community resources, and mm-hmm. help them um, petitioning for orders of protection. Okay. And um, I also do outreach in Cass County to reach out to more of the Hispanic population right. within the okay. schools and yeah. the churches. And okay.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like you both do quite a, quite a bit in the community, so yeah, that's we, fantastic.
1: We definitely wear many hats. Oh, I've yeah. Well,
0: in this kind of, you know, foundation, you have to, I think, you know. I mean, that's the thing. It's, you have a lot of different situations, I'm sure, that kind of come up, and you kind of have to take on different roles, possibly, and, and just okay. trying to obviously help the community the best you can, your community members. So yeah, that's right. awesome that you guys can do that, you know. It's very, very helpful.
2: It helps to know a little bit of everybody's job, so that right one can jump at last minute notice. Oh, for sure. Can't.
0: Team players help mm-hmm. out. Yeah, sure. definitely, definitely, and that's that's huge. I think for sure. Yep. So, what are some of the services that you guys offer at the crisis center? Kind of to let people know, kind of what they can expect or what they can receive there.
1: Um We actually have quite a bit of programs. I think over mm-hmm. the last couple of years we've grown and kind of uh branched out and looked outside of the box on what kind of services right uh, that we can offer to our community so we can grab more of those Mm -hmm. populations that we um, have been underserving or felt like we've underserved um, and to reach out to them but we do um our agency is 24 7 365 days a year right okay um and that includes the emergency um shelter Mm -hmm. aspect of our agency Mm -hmm. um and then we provide 24-hour crisis intervention line okay we did just recently start um i would say a pilot program wouldn't you say um it's the we call it DVRT, which basically yep. is um, if a police uh, we're just doing it in Morgan County right okay. now. So yeah. A okay, yeah, pilot. Okay, and if the police contact us in regards to a domestic situation, then mm-hmm. we respond on site oh, to kind okay. of help the victim right then and there, um, let them know what services that we offer and what we can do, and if there's right. shelter that needs to be um, at that time, mm-hmm. then they know that you know, we're there to help oh, them. that's great. So that's okay. been a, a, a good program that we've been um, uh, working on right now and getting mm-hmm. that set up. And mm-hmm. hopefully we can expand that to the rest of the counties that we serve as well. Right, but right now oh, it's yeah. just Morgan. Just yeah. Morgan, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also um, do counseling for both uh, adult and children. Mm, okay. Um, and, and that counseling, you don't necessarily have to be um, – like a, sh- a shelter client. It could be someone gotcha. from the community that just so needs counseling. So anybody can. Early. Right, and those services are free. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of times people, you know, um, when they think about counseling, they have to worry about going through their uh, insurance, mm-hmm. medical card, mm-hmm. things like that. But this is a service that is offered free That's um, fantastic. from our agency. And uh, we recently started doing Monday Art. Therapy. Oh, wow. So, Fine. Yeah, so we have an art therapist, Stephanie. She's really good uh, with the kiddos, and uh-huh. she likes to do family type of uh, art therapy as well. So we do that um, on Mondays at 5 o'clock, and, again, that is another program that is open to everyone. We yeah. just ask that if they ca- could call, call in ahead. advance and let us know just in case there's, like, an intake paper that we have right. like to get done for okay. them. Yeah. Um, but, again, free service, and it's just another way to kind of promote those positive um, activities and Mm -hmm. bonds for families. um, Yeah, I think that's great. That don't normally kind of get to do those kind of things, right? Yeah, for sure.
0: Something different. Um,
1: Exactly, exactly. And then we also have um, uh, adult therapy on Tuesday nights. Group counseling. Okay, counseling. Okay. Uh, So we have that program going on as well. And then um, we have the legal advocacy, which um, Miriam does a lot of that mm-hmm. uh, with orders of protections and yep. going with clients to uh, courts. okay. Um, and then we have the prevention and education services, yeah. which we are in all of the counties and we're just trying to build it up. right? Um, I am fairly new to my position as a community educator. So my goal um, for the next upcoming year is to get into the schools yeah. so I can teach um programs like um teen teen dating violence yeah for sure types talk about types of violences do bullying cuz that is mm-hmm. a big thing Oh yeah absolutely that's um, much needed Definitely definitely um, healthy relationships, mm-hmm. uh, boundaries, you name it. Yeah. Kind of cater to whatever um, that school may particularly need. Right. Um, so just getting that awareness out there and letting the uh, schools know that we are here for those kind of presentations. We can mm-hmm. even do parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a presentation next week for a local Head Start um, agency that wants us to come in and talk with teachers and parents. So that's yeah. really good. Yeah. So just getting out there and doing those kind of awareness on domestic mm-hmm. violence and also offering some additional services right. is a good thing. So. Oh, for
0: sure. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you guys have a lot of great programs that, you know, can hit a lot of different community members or, you know, demographics. So yeah, that's fantastic. Definitely. Good. So October is domestic violence awareness month. So, Kind of to explain a little bit, I mean, give a little bit better definition of what maybe domestic violence is, you know, because some people probably might not be aware of what maybe the definition is, what does it entail, and kind of when did the the Awareness Month start? Okay,
1: um, just to kind of give some background on Domestic Violence Awareness Month, yeah. in 1989, U.S. Congress actually passed a public law 101 mm-hmm. through 112 designating October um of that year as National Domestic Violence Awareness awesome. Month, right? Okay, yeah. So that's kind of when it started to yeah. kick off. Yeah. Um and then um domestic violence agencies around um the nation have kind of mm-hmm. picked up on it and mm-hmm. kind of done a lot of activities in the month of October just to kind of promote that domestic violence awareness. Right. Right. Um and then so legislation has been really good about passing that law every year mm-hmm. um keep it going to yeah. keep it going in the, the efforts to promote uh, yeah. the awareness okay. to stop the violence
0: yeah for sure that's that's great so um yeah so kind of what is like really domestic violence kind of is there like a definite term or like definition for it or i mean i kind of everyone probably has their own little you know idea of right. what it is um but what do you guys consider it you know to be for for you guys for the crisis center I think for I'm, us, I'm kind of throwing it out there for
1: you. <laughs> I think for us, like the textbook, there's obviously the yeah, textbook definition right. of domestic violence, but when um, people hear domestic violence, a lot of times... I want to say a misconception is they just want to, it's just like physical, right? Yeah, yes. Um, but it's way more than just physical abuse. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. um, the emotional and verbal abuse. Mm-hmm. And those are types of abuse that aren't really seen and visible. You don't see the visi- visible marks. signs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's more mental. Yeah. Um, and it affects um, the victim or survivor's uh, self esteem. Um, And then we have financial abuse. A lot of times victims can't leave because maybe they're not working Ah, or the partner has control of all the funds so they Mm -hmm. don't have the funds to Mm -hmm. leave. Um, Sometimes the children are held against um, the person that's leaving, so it's very hard. Yeah, that
0: is a tough one. I didn't think about that Definitely, definitely. And
1: then um, there's sexual abuse, Mm -hmm. um, types of uh, abuse, and Mm -hmm. then... um, we have the social media, cyberbullying. Yeah, and of,
0: that's definitely the bigger one I now. I think that's
1: kind of on a rise, especially yeah. with the younger population. Right. We see a lot right. of that.
0: Um, well, and they just can't get away from it. Correct. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always in their palm of their hand mm-hmm. if they have the phone or, you know, right. something. So, yeah, it's definitely And then the sad more thing prevalent. about it
1: is techn- technology is so advanced that... Um, people can use different numbers, so it's very hard to track oh, who is yeah. doing it. Uh-huh. Um, can get away, get around it if to, they have. Can make fake profiles. Make, it happens all the time, so yeah. um, those cases are a little bit harder to prove. I think when it comes to orders of protection, mm-hmm. but um, we always tell um, clients that you know, save save everything, take yeah. pictures, take screenshots. Um, the more evidence that you can provide, the better chances well, yeah. are that we can, you know, help you help in those you kind out of situations and exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think another one would be like stalking and harassment. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. we
2: have a lot of that as a form of okay.
1: abuse. Yeah. And then um, another
2: part that I see a lot when I do with orders is that a lot of my clients, because they are Hispanic um unfortunately quite a few are here illegally is that their abuser will use that against them oh, if they try yes. to seek help they will threaten with calling immigration and get mm. them deported yeah and um, so a lot of them have children born here in the u.s so mm-hmm. sometimes that stops them from seeking help because mm-hmm. if they get deported their children don't get deported because right. they're american citizens oh gosh they, get separated. And some if the abuser or the family doesn't take them in, they wind up in foster care.
0: Oh, wow. That's a super tough situation. Mm-hmm. Then. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's so much more than you might yeah. think for, for, you know, uh, domestic violence. So, wow, that's, um, yeah, like you said, I think a lot of people just think of the physical signs mm-hmm. um, or like body or physical abuse. Um, but yeah, there's so much more that you know you can identify and stuff and yeah that's a lot, yeah. So it's it's good to kind of yeah know you know maybe have a little bit more broader idea of right. what what and you different. You can break types. it down
1: into kind of like examples, like verbal oh, and sure. emotional. It's more like putting down. Mm-hmm. Um, no one will ever have you. No one will want you. Oh, right? Yeah. Kind of things, or the stalking harassment, calling you fifty times or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I mean I know we've had like people will use the little trackers and put them on oh, either phones yeah. or a little device in the car so they know where the person at. is at all the time. So we have to educate a lot of times our mm-hmm. victims on making sure your locations are off on your phones yeah. or your iPads or your computers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Make sure you don't have any spyware on them. And I know we've even had like police come out and kind of use
2: their equipment to make sure there's no oh, devices in right. cars or trunks mm-hmm. and things right. like that. Because okay. sometimes actually we have to remember that like we've said already um, domestic abuse isn't just a physical mm-hmm. and I think that w- we as people want to think that if we saw someone was in danger of being abused we would recognize it and do something but we have to um, we have to realize and accept that, People aren't always what they seem. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone can be abusive and be the kindest Kindest person to others. And Mm -hmm. and it's behind closed door where the abusive behavior shows. Mm -hmm. Um, And just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. True. And I think that a lot of times our clients have a hard time coming forward because how can you explain to somebody that this kind man or woman, this Mm -hmm. helpful kind... A man or woman, the president of whatever club or the superintendent of whatever school Mm -hmm. is abusive to me, but nobody else sees it. Mm -hmm. And so it makes it hard to believe them, and that makes our victims shut down. Oh, yeah. I would imagine so. Um, We've had, um, when you were saying... uh, with the thing with the police, also, the abusers can sometimes use the police to their benefits to further harass our clients. And they could, um, we had one client whose abuser was constantly sending the police over to her home for a welfare oh. check. Oh, my gosh. Because she wasn't answering. Oh, could Or she gotcha. couldn't, he couldn't get a hold of her. Yeah. So they're not abusive. Men or women are actually smart. They know Mm -hmm. how to work the system. Mm -hmm. They know how to hide their behaviors. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why a lot of people think that it is just a physical thing because they can see the physical. Right. Yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. for sure. Yeah, definitely. Wow. That's, yeah, that's pretty intense of what the difference, a lot of differences there could be. So, So who do you serve then in the community is? I mean, it sounds like you have a lot of different groups that you, or individuals, like, so who who can come to the crisis
2: center?
1: We don't turn around. We don't turn anyway. Anybody down. Okay, awesome. So
2: technically on paper, we serve Scott, Morgan, Cass, and Green counties. Um, but like Naomi said, if you need help, we're not going right, to turn you away. Right. Yeah. Um, we serve men and women. We serve children. We serve the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Um, we serve the elderly. If you are a victim of abuse, you yeah, are welcome <laughs> to come through our Okay,
0: doors. that's awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. So I mean, like you, we were kind of talking a little earlier, like some of the statistics behind domestic violence mm-hmm. is is pretty is pretty crazy so um
2: i i can say i can admit that before i started working at the crisis center i did not understand why um people who are abused kept going back to their relationships yeah i I cannot wrap my mind around the fact right why can't you just leave yeah yeah why do you keep going Going, back mm
1: -hmm, right
2: (laughs) um but it wasn't until after I started working at the crisis center when I learned about the cycle of abuse, about the highs and the lows, and, you know, just because he abused you doesn't mean you stop loving that person. True, um, yeah. Because when you fall in love with someone, they show you their best.
0: Well, that's the thing. You see the good
2: and the bad. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's after they've caught you and and you're caught in the web that you see the ugly. Yeah. And by then, you're you're mentally drained. You're mm-hmm. um, emotionally beat. You might literally be beat, Mm -hmm. Um, so it's hard to leave, and I learned that, um, I believe that the average used to be seven, but the national average now, I believe, is that it takes 14 times for a victim to leave their abuser before they are permanently done. Wow.
1: And I think that's another, that statistic alone is another reason why first responders, Mm -hmm. police, fire departments... Even um, DV advocates, when they reach out, like our first thing should be to always believe the victim. Yes. Right? Because you never want to shame them. You never want to make them feel bad. Sometimes it takes a lot of courage for them to even reach out for help. Right. A lot of people don't want you in their business. Yeah, true. Or they want to hide that it's going on, or Mm -hmm. he just did it one time, or she just did it one time. It won't happen again, you know. So then that's when we step in and just add that emotional support mm-hmm. you know sometimes people don't have a soundboard where they can just go and open true talk. yeah they don't
0: have the mm-hmm. the family or the friends to exactly. kind of go and talk to and yeah and yeah everything
1: they, is confidential at our agency so yeah. um you know that is a, a positive you know that we try to instill and mm-hmm. let you know clients know when they come in mm-hmm. um and even if they don't want to get an order of protection, or they don't want to come into shelter, we can still offer services um, as a non-residential um, client, like right. coming in for the counseling. Okay. Or yeah. you know, um, we're getting creative where we're doing Zoom counseling. Oh wow! Online, yeah. Online and um, telehealth counseling, just because we're trying to reach more people yeah. and give them less reasons why they can't yeah, get some support and right. some help that they need. Yeah,
0: less and reasons on, to go back.
1: You
2: know. And on that same note, it's important to get your children the counseling that they need as well if they did grow up watching you being abused because what people fail to also realize is that it is literally a cycle. If I am being abused... Um, and my children saw it, well, now there's a risk that my children will either A, be abused as well, or B, be the abuser. Mm-hmm.
0: That's the thing, learned behavior, for mm-hmm. sure. Your yeah. environmental factors make a big difference as you yep. get older. And you
2: never know what turn your child is going right. to take. Yeah. I mean, right. there's still the C option where they could live a perfectly normal, healthy mm-hmm. life and mm-hmm. they don't become either the abused or the abusee. Mm-hmm. But, I don't even know if that's a word. <laughs> but... <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> We it sounds do. good, yeah. yeah. Sounds <laughs> good. <laughs> but um, they still need the therapy right. too, because well, then they'll a, continue that cycle yeah. to your grandchildren,
0: right? And that's the thing. Just like I said, if they don't have that behavior, I mean, just mentally, the mental strain, you know, exactly. and maybe, you right. know, just having, you know, the depression and anxiety behind mm-hmm. it. I mean, that has increased so so much for yes. children. And so, I mean, getting the help that they need is isn't. Right. Very important as a young mm-hmm.
1: age, for sure. And that's why we call the um, children like the silent victims slash witnesses, right? Because a lot of times you hear parents say, "Oh, well, they never hear us fight. We wait till after they're after bed, they're in bed." Kids are really smart. They, they know, know what's going. Oh on. yeah, they know. They may not say anything, mm-hmm. um, but. It affects them, and it can come out in several ways. It can come out with, you know, maybe they're acting up in school, or Mm -hmm. maybe they're not that outgoing kid that they used to be or Mm -hmm. not interested in activities like they used Mm -hmm. to be. Yeah, There's
2: different things. Or they could be the quiet, good, responsible kid. If I ever see a child that is almost too mature and too responsible for their age, that sends off red flags in my head. Because why are you so
0: well-behaved? Yeah, because they don't want to get in trouble, or they don't mm-hmm. want to. Yeah, they're also they had if they're responsible, they had to take care of their siblings or something yeah, exactly. because of the behavior and stuff. Yeah, exactly. so that's a good kind of lead into like, so what are you know besides like the physical signs of you know physical abuse? What are some other like signs that you might see of someone being abused? Like like you said, kind of the kids so you you know, might be you know quiet, but like maybe for adults, what are maybe some different signs that you might recognize?
2: I'm going to call myself out and say (laughs) that I did not realize how much I yelled Ah, until I watched my daughters play with their dolls. Oh, okay. And the mommy doll was always yelling Mm -hmm. at the baby doll. Mm. And the mommy doll was always saying things that I said to my own children. (laughs)
0: Mm, Gotcha.
2: And so sometimes it's just in watching them play. Yeah. What scenarios are they acting out? Right, yeah. How are they... Talking to each other as they play with the dolls, or um, bedwetting, um, repeated Uh, um, unexplained bedding could be a thing, or
1: not sleeping, um, complaining of anxiety, like or having the symptoms of anxiety, being Mm -hmm. fearful all the time, right? um, Being refrained, very quiet, and this is. You know, these are symptoms in kids, but also in adults as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, Or yeah. if you have someone that's constantly apologizing for something, oh. or I'm sorry, yeah. or, you know. Okay. Or um, they
2: have freak, they freak out over minor little things. I don't know if you've ever read the book Spilled Milk.
0: I have not. Um,
2: it is about a woman who grew up in an abusive home, and she went to have dinner with her boyfriend mm-hmm. and his family, and I think the boyfriend's daughter spilled a glass of milk okay and so the main um the author because it was autobiography instantly jumped and started profusely apologizing for the little girl and just mm. re- just cleaning the mess mm-hmm. up and nobody else around the fam the boyfriend's family knew what was happening or why she was reacting that way um. to a simple glass of yeah milk. they say something
0: just so small as that like mm-hmm. an accident exactly. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean so that's the thing i mean you, there's so many, and everyone's obviously so different mm-hmm. what yes. what is happening with them. So, I mean, I guess just trying to see what's out of the ordinary mm-hmm. that, you know, for, for someone would mm-hmm. probably be a good way to kind of indicate that maybe something's going on or some right. kind of abuse. So, right.
2: And it's important to talk to the children. If you see behavior that's not normal mm-hmm. or even if it's normal for a child their age, it doesn't hurt to just talk to them anyway because I think sometimes we forget that. They may be children, but they're still little humans. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and they have a lot yeah. of emotion. They have a lot of experience, and they don't necessarily know how to express it. Right. Um. So it's important to talk to them and try to get to the bottom of it.
0: hmm Yeah, for sure. So I mean, those are good things to kind of identify for sure. Yes, yeah, definitely. So yeah, we kind of went over like just you know what you can experience or kind of see with. So how can you? How can someone help uh, themselves that might be experiencing some kind of abuse?
1: Um, I always say that the number one thing um, is breaking the silence, Mm -hmm. right? Breaking the silence is the most important because, um, and I think that's a lot we like to promote when we're doing our awareness in the communities and giving out the uh, domestic violence information and just talking to people because if you stay silent, no one's going to know about the problem, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So staying silent. Um, you know doesn't help but if you could feel comfortable with reaching out to a family member that you trust or a friend yeah, yeah. that you trust um, and just kind of letting them know the situation right um, and so you don't feel alone and mm-hmm. then maybe those family members or friends might know um, a contact information right for a domestic violence program mm-hmm. um, like ours in mm-hmm. Jacksonville um, or you know, online. There's so many online. So true. Yeah, and things that they can a lot of resources. To. A lot of resources that they can utilize that way. Um, be you know, make yourself more aware. Educate yourself. That's
0: right? the thing. I think education's a, a big thing. They might not know it's abuse. You know, Correct. they might just think it's a normal,
1: normal family behavior, okay. or normal relationship. Yeah, yeah it's okay. okay. So I can't tell you how many times I've um, worked with families and. You know, there's been, like, a domestic violence dispute. Police have been there, things like that. And the kids are just, you know, playing around like it's nothing. Nothing. Like it's normal, you know what I'm saying? That's not normal. No one should have to live in fear. No one should have to, you know, be afraid, walking on eggshells. I don't want to say the wrong thing to mommy or daddy. Or right. I don't want to say to my partner the wrong thing because then there's going to be a blow up again. Mm-hmm. That's that whole cycle of violence. Everything is fine. Mm-hmm. Then there's tension. It starts building up. It could be something little. We call it walking on eggshells. Yeah. Then there's a blow up. And then the, uh, the abuser is, I'm sorry. I love you. Yeah. You know, they would, go back to, I yeah. wouldn't have done this if you didn't do X, Y, Z and then everything is fine. And then, Yeah, psycho keeps going, yeah,
0: Yeah. and that's, yeah, that's the the hard part is just trying to break that cycle, obviously, you know, yeah, and just trying to, but I think, like you said, I think just educating Educating. and doing, like, you guys doing your outreach so much, Mm -hmm. you know, just letting people know that, you know, this is what abuse could be, you know, Mm -hmm. so that they can recognize it maybe in themselves or others, um, so, yeah, I think just, you know, having that education out there and just letting people know, like, this is what could happen and this is what it, you know, could be or should be or shouldn't be and stuff. Right. So, yeah, that's definitely definitely good to kind of make sure we have that
1: education out exactly. there. For because sure. because a lot of times the um, abusive relationships are built on power and control. A well, and like and you control. said, yeah,
0: there's, you know, they can hold something over their head. Like, exactly. yeah, or, that, or like you said, the... Holding power over them, yeah, and definitely. And then a
1: healthy relationship would be just simply, you know, trust, okay. honesty,
2: respect. Talking, you know, being able to talk with exactly. each other, talk
0: things out instead of having that you explosions.
2: You go to your partner and say, hey, I didn't like when this happened without fear of Right, retaliation. yeah,
0: mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I think, as I know I personally have, you know, grown, grown to do that with my husband, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I kind of grew up where, you know, like if I made my parents mad it was a big explosion you know and it was just kind of a learned behavior as they grew up too and exactly and so like kind of the same thing you, you kind of get that almost a little fear to kind of tell your partner there's someone you love that's something went wrong but you know just talking it out over the years I've learned just talking it out if it hurts their feelings unfortunately it hurts their feelings but you can you know learn from Process it processing it work, it through, and work it. through it and you know, just having a good conversation just makes a big difference it for does. sure. It really does. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, just recognizing that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how can, like like you said, maybe having someone abu- someone that's in an abusive relationship maybe talk to someone. So how do you think others can help someone that might be experiencing abuse?
2: Just being supportive. Yeah. Um, I know that people that aren't, um, that don't see domestic violence every day, don't always understand, like like I said before I started the job, they don't understand why people keep going back. They right. don't understand why people put up with being abused. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes the people being abused lose their friends, lose connections with their loved ones. They yeah. are abandoned. And unfortunately, that affects how long they stay. Oh, but I'm sure. It ends up making them stay longer. And so just being supportive mm-hmm. and being a shoulder when they need one. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, because sometimes when... We, I've never said it before, um, but I've had moments where I want to. say Why do you keep going back? When right. we say stuff like to them, we're victim blaming. Yes, exactly. yeah, and, and that's a big that's thing. I think people. Yeah, for, yeah. That's one of the worst feelings for the victim, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's
1: why it's always
2: important to
1: um, never judge. be yeah. supportive and always believe them. You know, yeah. always believe them. And I know a lot of times that's really hard, but. It is not my job or Miriam's job to be like, okay, we have this victim slash survivor come in, tell us their story, and then judge them on it and be like, oh, that that's not the truth. No, we always have to yeah. believe them for yeah. face value because what if that is the only time or the only contact that we have with them? So that is our opportunity and our window mm-hmm. to at least get some type of service in. Mm-hmm. Even if they call every once, every three months, hey, They're calling to get that support and talk on our hotline Mm -hmm. and work through it. Maybe possibly get them to a point where they come in, so we can do more of that education with them and more of that counseling. Like you deserve better. Yeah, these are the red flags Mm -hmm. and the signs Mm -hmm. of an unhealthy relationship, and this is what you deserve. Everybody deserves a healthy relationship. Oh, for sure. You know, and
2: it already took so much from them to be able to open up. That one person that if they feel judged in the slight that they won't, they might not do it again. Yeah, they they might might not not do it again, and then
0: it could be a very bad situation Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, Do you ever see, and this kind of popped in my head, do, and I'm sure this probably isn't the case, but um, victims that come in that, I don't want to say this, like they, I don't say that they're kind of making up stories, but I mean, I I don't want to say abuse is never made up or anything, but it's almost like sometimes people could be the abuser but they're trying to show the other one's abusive is i mean it kind of making sense you
2: are and we have seen cases like okay. that um
0: probably more rare
2: it is more rare yeah um but what i have seen more of personally is again because it's all the cycle mm-hmm. um i have seen relationships where they're both abusive yeah i'm sure there is yeah each other yeah and at that point it's a matter of who calls us first yes
0: i'm sure um, yeah
2: and i think that those cases are harder to mm-hmm. um work with because mm-hmm. you want to be able to help them see how what they're doing isn't okay without shaming them right well that. and
0: that's what i was saying i was trying to like word it so it didn't sound like it was you yeah, know exactly. victim exactly. shaming or Learn whatever yeah Learn yeah so yeah, it's just it just kind of popped in my head. I was like, well, yeah. I guess that could be a case, but yeah, right. like I said, both mm-hmm. then are kind of the
1: ab- the abuser right. with it. And I think in those situations, like if it was like an legal advocacy mm-hmm. um, or an order of protection, mm-hmm. you know, our job is just to kind of help assist them and give them support with the paperwork, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that goes in front of the judge, and that's mm-hmm. the judge's decision. decision yeah. To determine whether or not mm-hmm. the abuse mm-hmm. you know and
0: that's the thing but it's got to i mean it's got to get to that point you know right. and that's the thing like like marion said it takes 14 times almost you know for mm-hmm. the average for to, to find it done. yeah finally be done and that and that gets to either they're leaving or they're getting mm-hmm. in front of a judge to get right. the and, protection and then,
2: unfortunately just because they left that abusive relationship doesn't mean they're not going to wind up in another one true right yeah, yeah it's a good point else. and with someone to repeat else the
1: cycle mm-hmm. and then i think um sometimes you have to go a little bit more emotional and hit hit them right um because when I see someone walk in and their eyes and face is all Mm -hmm. battered up Mm -hmm. and swollen and they're kind of making excuses but not making excuses at the same time right but I tell them what if you Weren't here to come tell me this story. What yeah, if this time would have been your last. Yeah, time? yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes they need that hard um, kind of
0: realization.
1: Yeah, because like, there oh, have wow. been fatalities. Oh with yeah, DV in our in our community. I'm sure there, unfortunately, has. Yeah. there has. Um, and so again, oh, uh, bringing that awareness is our number one goal mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. outreach program, and as well as our agency in general too. And educating better. When you know better, you do better.
0: You're absolutely right, yeah, for sure. And and like I said, reaching out and just getting that education out there is, I think, really is key um, to, yeah, like I said, help people understand what the difference is and what they can do to kind of, um, you know, get themselves help and get exactly. others help, you know, so... I think that's a big one. So, um, so like, what are some other additional, are there other additional resources that may be helpful for those, like, going through an experience of abuse or have experienced abuse? I know you, you guys are a great resource. Um, but you said there's, some, like, some online
1: sources. We have online sources. Um, right now, with um, it being um, October is Domestic Violence yeah. Awareness Month. On our social media page, we've been putting a lot of um, statistics and a lot of information Mm. on our page regarding DV and places that people can go to to look at um, and get additional uh, resources and services that way. So I say check out our social media platforms. We are on uh, Instagram, um, Facebook, and I think there's one more. (laughs) <laughs> just those two. Just those two.
2: Just those Okay. hey those two are big ones though. So. Yeah, those are about big. making a TikTok but it hasn't happened yet. Oh, oh we, I we, yeah. Don't I, I don't know what I thought. Maybe that's why I was saying That's that probably ones
0: one of the one I know we thought about doing that too. We haven't gotten there
1: yet. Yeah, yeah. not, not quite there yet. Not quite there yet. It's so. in the works it's But those works. are
0: I mean, that's the thing with the the day and age of social media, it that's yeah, it's great that we have that platform to definitely get out, you know, your statistics and your information and your education. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely check those those uh, Facebook and Instagram accounts for the Crisis Center. They'll be helpful for anyone that needs kind of some additional resources. So
1: Correct.
0: Correct. All right. So does the Crisis Center have some special events coming up that we want to talk about a little bit?
1: We actually do have a couple. Um, um, as you know, I think we said earlier um, October is domestic mm-hmm. violence yeah, awareness. Yeah, so that's month. a big,
0: big focus it's, right now. Yeah,
1: this <laughs> month has been chocked full of yeah. busy, busy, busy activities yeah. for us. So um, we have this Saturday. We will be having um, a, a spot in the IC parade oh, cool. to kind of yeah. spread awareness. So we'll okay. be doing that. Um, and then that same day, there is a. It's called Pub Peddlers. So oh, nice. it's, it's B-Y-O-B, bring your own bike. Ah. So people <laughs> use their bike to just uh, go to different stop. pubs and different stops. Pubs yeah. and stops. And then all of those proceeds and um, those things from that event will actually be donated to the Crisis Center oh, for awesome. Domestic Violence Awareness. Awesome. So that is a good um, opportunity for people to come out yeah. and enjoy that. For, for sure. sure. And then... Mm -hmm. On the nineteenth of October, we have um, the joined with the Chamber of Commerce. We'll have an after-hours business. Oh yes, um, for people to kind of come in, and that is from four to six that night. Um, And then on the twenty-first, we have another um, event. We'll be going to um, the pumpkin festival. Mm -hmm. We'll have a a, a domestic violence informational table and some Mm. games and face painting. For the community to kind of come out, that is in Jacksonville on the downtown square. Okay. Yeah. And then at the end of the month, there's a
2: couple of trunk or treats. Mm -hmm. I want to say on the 31st, there's one in Root House um, from six to eight. Yeah, and then we have another one on the 20. I want to say it's the day before or it's that sunday before the 31st and that is for the family violence
1: council yes okay. and that is a big one because we're mm-hmm. kind of and that'll be at the mini bar park yes. in jacksonville mm-hmm. so but all of those events will be posted on the crisis okay. center's facebook oh, okay. page yep so check there so people can check our page out and kind of know what's going on yeah and those kind of right. things and okay. then in November, we also uh, will be involved in the Hot Wings Charity Challenge at Kays Creek at 7 p.m. okay. So we have some events coming up. Yeah. I'm sure there's more that I'm missing right now. Hey, that's
0: all right. Like I said, check your Facebook, check page, Facebook yeah, page for any of that. So. For sure. That's good. No, that's a lot of different places for sure to, um, yeah, get some outreach and education for sure, definitely. Oh, so what are your, where's your guys' current location if people need to... We are Services.
2: located um, inside Community Park, okay. um, by the daycare, um, for our main office in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. um, and then we have an office in Beardstown. Um, I am there on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and okay. it's inside Community Hope and Recovery.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. awesome, very good. Um, and the, um, sorry, the shelter. What what's the address for the the shelter?
1: Or is it in the community?
0: We we, we just say that we just yeah we just <laughs> no, say
1: no, 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 we, <laughs> we just say community park oh okay and then if it is um someone who is needing shelter yeah. they would give us a call oh we okay can gotcha kinda tell them okay um just because the location some people may know the address but the right. location is still kind um just disc- yeah disc- I mean we have security and things like that but we still want to try to keep it as confidential gotcha. as possible that makes can. sense yeah um we do have an outreach um. Office. building office. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm trying to think if I have my address on the outreach.
2: Yeah, I It's don't. by Super 8.
1: Yeah, it's by, oh, it's okay. right by Super 8. Okay. Um, back there, we have a big sign. Big says, sign there, okay. Yeah, yeah, and that's where we'll be, um, we have our art groups there. Oh, okay. And kind of awesome. um, people can walk in from the community and yeah. we have presentations okay. and things awesome. like that. And when we get our uh, family counseling mm-hmm. Um. Up and going, really good in um, Morgan County. Yeah, then we'll be having our our meetings there as well oh, too. Awesome. So, okay, um, some upcoming things. Just be looking out for those and yeah. get on our social media pages. Okay, yeah. So then, what last one,
0: little thing? What's the number to get in contact with crisis center?
1: Two one seven two four three forty three fifty seven. All
0: right, and that's open twenty four hours twenty four
1: hours. hours a day. 7 days a
0: week, 365 awesome awesome so that's great fantastic so yeah if you need that uh make sure you you yeah call them if you need any uh, any assistance there well, thank you so much, Miriam and Naomi, for coming on and talking about the Crisis Center and Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Um, that is all we have today. We hope that this Healthcast has been informative and helpful to our listeners. We bring information to you to educate and enlighten the public on the importance of various health concerns and topics that would, be, that would be beneficial to the improvement in health and well-being for the community. Funding for this podcast was provided in whole or in part by the Illinois Department of Public Health Office of Women's Health. The Cass County Cast is a project of the Cass County Health Department in Cass County, Illinois. Information on this podcast was material to inform listeners on health topics that would be resourceful for their health and well-being. The information given in today's podcast is not the personal opinions or views of those speaking, and is information gathered and distributed for the sole purpose of health education and promotion. If you have any questions or would like to suggest a topic, please call Cass County Health Department at 217 452 three zero five seven and ask for Louise or Hillary. You can find us on social media as well through our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to keep up, to keep up with the latest updates and information. Uh, That is all we have for today. And thanks for joining us. And until next time, stay well.